I'm going to invite Judy to come up. Judy has got a word for us this morning. But just before we do, as she comes up, let's just again let's just have a word of prayer. Settle down. Let's prepare our hearts to receive his word this morning. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your servant, Judy. We thank you, Father, for that which you've put in our heart, Lord, this morning. Lord, we pray now, with our ears open, Lord, with our spiritual ears open, Lord, with our hearts hungry to know you more. Lord, would you feed your people through your word this morning? Would you use your servant, Lord, to the glory of your name? We just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 
have with God. Amen? Because of Jesus. We can come into the very throne room because of Jesus and he poured out his Holy Spirit with God, that intimacy with God. And we became grounded in that and came to know that actually we could walk in that intimacy. But I'm thinking, God, now in this day that we're in, God is calling us from that place of intimacy to stand up. To stand up and move out. And I'm like, come on, Jesus, what you spoke, you're doing. Amen? Um, so I kind of thought, alright, God, that fits in with what I want to share with you. And um, if, you, if you know the book of Esther, if you don't, it's a short book in scripture. And um, it's a, it does highlight a woman who stands up, amen? So it links in with Mother's Day, I'm like, Jesus, don't do it, I'll track. Um, but in this book, as you turn to your notes, takes place um, really a time which is post-exile, when the Jews were in exile to Babylon, uh, but at this time it's now Persian as the ruling nation. And we see the characters in this book that some Jews have returned back to Jerusalem, they've gone back, but some have stayed in exile. And the characters in this book, there's Mordecai, um, Esther, and Haman. And Mordecai was a, a godly man, and he was a very wise man, I think, and he worked at the city gates in Susan, one of the capital cities. And he would sit at the gates, uh, kind of like a local council or government, and he would hear what's going on, and he would deal with things. He had quite a, a standing with the people at the city gates where all the business took place. Yeah? But he had been taken from Israel, he'd been taken from his homeland and brought into exile. And he was living in that place. And, and, and he had been uh, somebody that tells him the story how he had uncovered a plot um, to assassinate King Erzis. And, and but he got no reward for uncovering that, pla that plot. It, it was like it wasn't fair, he didn't get rewarded for that, even though he heard what was going on, he had news that the king was going to be assassinated, and, he, and he, 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 that plot didn't happen, didn't succeed because of him. So that was Haman's place. And, and then we come to Esther. And Esther, too, if you think of her life, we always think of Esther as, oh, yeah, she's gone to work for a year in spa treatment. Don't we all focus on that oils and the beauty and how wonderful it was? Or we think of Esther and we think of the words, you know, maybe you're wrong for such a time as this. That gets used and played over people so much, doesn't it? But Esther didn't have a great start. Esther was taken into exile. Esther was taken into exile and then lost both her parents. Both her parents died. And then she gets taken and she gets, she goes to stay with her cousin, Mordecai, who takes her in. And then she gets taken from that, from Mordecai, from that safe place, to the palace when the king Vashti had got rid of his wife, King Agui Vashti, because she refused to parade before him when he summoned her in a drunken state and he wanted to parade her in front of all his friends. And she refused. And, and, and Queen Vashti had to go and then he, they gathered all the, all the women from the land to come and pray before the king, be ready in the beauty treatment to choose another queen. And Esther was one of those people who got taken to the palace. So life just happened to Esther. She was taken from one place to another, to another, to another. So when we think about Esther, we've got to remember that you know, life wasn't very fair to Esther. It wasn't really very fair to Haman. And how many of us know that if all you think about this life, life can be not very fair sometimes? Sometimes it's just like good things don't happen to the right people. And it's like, why not? And I think it was a bit like that for Esther from Mordecai. And then there's another man in the story, Haman. And Haman um, comes from a land, but it's so good to do your study in the books. 
Haman came from um, the land of um, King Ada, an Amalekite. And it's, it's just like watching a film really nicely. And the Amalekites were the, the enemy of the Jews. And they were the first people to attack the Israelites when they came out of, of when they were going away from a free by God took them out into the promised land. Before they got to Sinai, they were the first people that attacked them, the Amalekites. And they were the enemy of God's people, yeah? And God made a promise. How many people God keeps his promises? How many of you are standing on the promises of God? And I love in this story that it takes you back to a promise back in Exodus 17, where God promises to wipe out every memory of the Amalekites. He promises to wipe out even the memory of the Amalekites, the enemy of God. And then we've got King Saul, who was commanded by God to wipe out the Amalekites, but he spared King Agag when he should have killed him. He left him. And the line of Agag, Haman, is one of those descendants. So there is still an Amalekite now living. Amen? But the promises of God prevail. Hallelujah. So you've got Haman, who was an enemy of the Israelites, an enemy of the Jews. And then you've got Mordecai, who if you look back at his lineage, he's in the line of Saul. And it's like God has brought these two people to finish that promise, to fulfill that promise way back in Exodus. I find that so encouraging. That no matter what life throws at you, no matter how unfair, no matter how the circumstances look, God is faithful to his promises. Whether in my lifetime or the next, whether I see it, doesn't say it will happen immediately. But God will be faithful to his promises in your life and in my life. And that encourages me so greatly. And he will use the circumstances that you find yourself in to bring those promises to pass and bring glory to his name. Amen? So he brought Esther to this place. He brought Mordecai to this place. And we know that, that um, Mordecai hears that Haman, uh, Haman uh, Mordecai refuses uh, to bow down to Haman. He refuses to bow down to him. And Mordecai is furious, furious that Mordecai will not bow down. So he walks and goes to the king and, and, he, and, he, and he, he discovers he's a Jew and he goes to the king and he says, you know, you need to, these people are rebellious. These people won't, won't bow down. You need, to, you need to annihilate these people from this place. And the king writes a decree and that all the Jews should be wiped out. Annihilated. In every place he writes his decree. But what is fascinating, and again God's timing, is the date that that decree is written is the date of the eve of Passover. Now the Jews would have known that. Imagine what they felt when they, were, they knew that. When God delivered his people from that death and he brought them out from Pharaoh, another king who was out to kill them. And here he is saying on the same debt, this decree is being written. And the people that wrote it wouldn't have known that, but the Jews would. It's like, come on. When everything looks bleak and it's blackest, God would intervene. And isn't that what Jesus did on the cross? When the enemy thought he'd won, well, the enemy thought, that's it. He's going to be crucified. He's finished. But in that last moment, when Jesus hung on the cross, 
when he died, what was the most cruelest and, and saddest moment, actually was the moment of greatest victory. His death won the victory. His resurrection won the victory for you and for us. Amen? Yes. It looked bleak, it looked like the end to his disciples, to everybody, but God had a plan, amen? Because he said he would pay the price that none of us could pay. Through that death on a cross, because he loved you and because he loved me, he went to that cross and won the greatest victory. That's what Jesus does. So it looks bleak for you at the moment. Trust in the promise of God. Trust in the word of God. Because we know what happens that Esther, she's in that place in the royal palace, but we know, yes, she goes to the beauty treatments and she finds favor with the king. And the king chooses Esther above all the other women to be his queen. So she comes to that place of being a queen. But even as queen, she cannot go into the king's presence without being summoned. You dare not break that protocol and go to the king unless you are requested to come. Praise God, we can come at any time. Says the Hebrews, doesn't he can come boldly before the throne of grace. Find help in your time of need. Hallelujah. But Esther didn't. But she was queen and, and she found favor with the king. And he asks her what she wants and she puts on his come to a banquet, beautiful banquet, because she had heard from Mordecai who remember was at the gates, he was listening, he had an ear to the ground, he knew what was going on. And as I was reading that about Mordecai, I'm God, we need men and we need women who have an ear on you, who have that heart and intercession, who see what is going on in the church and in the nations, and then speak that out and give direction and bring wisdom. And even going on mission, my like, God, I need people to be listening to the Holy Spirit. I need people praying back home that will speak a word of wisdom by text to me. Or speak, you know, this is what I feel God is saying to you in this time, or it's time to sit put, or it's time to move you. I need those people that gift of intercession with their ear to heaven. Amen? So God raised up those who, like Mordecai, will know what's going on. And not just for me, but in this nation, in the time that we're living in. We need those that hear from heaven what God is doing in his hour. We're not those who are just this is all there is. You know, life here. We're people who live in charity. We're a kingdom people, amen? So we know what God is doing. And we speak it forth and bring it forth. Yeah, but heaven will come to earth. So we need the Mordecai. So Mordecai says to Esther, there's a plot. Haman is plotting to, to annihilate your people. You need to speak out. You need to speak to the king. And I love the story all the way to do with Esther. Just Life just takes her. Life takes her from one place, puts her in another, takes her to another. But there's a moment when Esther says, Mordecai, Mordecai, Holofast. She rises up in this authority. And she's like, stops being told what to do. And she's like, Mordecai, Holofast. I'll call the women to a fast. Why? Because we dare not do anything without coming to God first. Because she knew and we know that of ourselves we cannot do, and she could not do what she was called to do. She needed the intervention of God. She needed God's power to work through her to be able to accomplish this that seemed impossible. And the same is true for us, church. That's why we fast. Because God, it is worth giving up food for whatever, because I need to hear from heaven right now. I'm recognizing I can't do this. I need you to work. I need you to do this. Amen? 
That's why we pray, that's why we call out to God as Esther did. She recognised that she couldn't do it, but she needed God's help through fasting and praying. Amen? It's no different for us. I'm going quickly on mission. I have very little time to prepare, but let me tell you why I'm on my knees. And I think, as I was speaking to somebody earlier, we're in a time and a season that we can't take six months now to prepare for stuff. If God says go, we've got to be ready to go. Ready, but I'm still, in, however quick it is, in that place where God, I can't even do this. I need your help, Holy Spirit. Yeah? Whatever God is calling you to do, you've got to be those people that first and foremost, we help God help you. Turn to God in prayer. Amen. So Esther calls this fast, as we know. The people fast, and then she, 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 so wise Esther, she doesn't just go barging in, but she, she waits for the right moment. She holds these feasts and, and gets the king in the right place, and then eventually she goes to him and he holds that golden scepter out so that she can, she's welcomed into his presence. And then she reveals this, this plot that Haman, and Haman's already been gallows, ready for Mordecai. He's like, this is going to happen. They're wiped out. They got, you know, forget the promise of God about the Exodus. The gallows are ready to hang him on. And he was feeling great. He, 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 you know, he kept his promotion. Life was great. But God turned the tables. Like he does. When the enemy thought he'd already got the victory. And he's like, do you know, do you know, Taman's like, ready for it. Just promotion and promotion. But then Esther comes and reveals the truth. And we know that Haman ends up hanging on the gallows that he built for Mordecai. Because God works his purpose out. No matter how bleak it looks. But it took two people, it took Mordecai to be in the right place at the right time. It took him to be listening. It took Esther, who had to rise up, stand up, and step out. God will work his plans and purposes out. But he wants to do it through you and through me. And we have got to be ready people to stand up and step out when God asks us to. Because if we don't, he'll choose somebody else. As Mordecai said to Esther, God will deliver us whether through you or through somebody else. And that's true. But don't you want the joy of partnering with God to see the victories? Amen. To see his name glorified? I do. That's why I said yes to a mission in three weeks. I could have said no, but I did first off. No, it's too, I can't be ready in three weeks, God. I can't do that. I said, I need six months. But nothing I could put up with would stand before the Lord. Because if God says go, we go. He's got to be ready, people. In this hour, that is not like it was before, when we have been through that place of intimacy, and now it's time for us to rise up in authority, that we might see his kingdom come. Hallelujah. Just be willing vessels. We just stand, we not. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. And yes, maybe you, God will bring you to a place where it will be made in the hold such a time as this. So be ready, church, to stand up and step forward that the promises God might be fulfilled for us and for his people. Amen. So that was it, that was a whole sermon without notes. Go and read the book of Esther. It's a beautiful book, but it's not just a history book. We don't just focus on the oils and the beauty and the scepter. 
But see how God positions people in just the right place at just the right time. And not when they thought everything was great and good and rosy. God has got you where he wants you. Whatever your circumstances look like, believe in the promises of God. Do you know, we love to quote that, that scripture, and I know the plans are helping you, the plans are prospering, not to harm you. But that was written in 70 years of exile. And it didn't mean the next week everything was rosy. It meant you're where you're at. This is where you're at. Worship me where you're at. But I have got good plans for you. Yeah? You live in the here and now. But we're part of a huge picture of God's unfolding plan. But ultimately, we know the victory. We know the end of the book. Esther did. When she went before the king and broke with, not just broke with that protocol, but she risked her very life. It was very likely she would be dead. But she risked that. She didn't know the end of the story. We did. We did. Whether we live or whether we die, we know the end of the story. Hallelujah. So be bold, church. Be courageous. Be ready. Be full of the Holy Spirit. Be obedient. Amen? Amen. That God might be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.